we would all be married to some like bangers, right? Well, I am. Jeez, I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not think that one through. Uh, <laughs> You're going to owe me a lot of money if I edit that one out. <laughs> I love you, Nicole. You're super attractive. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Reddit Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? Andy and Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website, whatsupverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. Also, sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content and updates. Pick up some merchandise and interact with us. Question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie. And to help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing The Protégé. It was released August 20th, 2021. It was written by Richard Wank. It was directed by Martin Campbell. It stars Maggie Q, Michael Keaton, Samuel L. Jackson, and Robert Patrick. When her mentor and father figure is killed, an elite assassin vows revenge for the man who taught her everything she knows. If you haven't seen this movie yet and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast, go watch the movie, come back and pick up where you left off. If you're okay with spoilers, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So with that said, let's dive into this movie. So one, so Robert Patrick is in this movie. Yes. Did I miss how he knew Maggie Q's character? Like he's just like heading this biker gang. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like familiar with her. And she left Vietnam when she was like eight. Did I miss something there? No. Like and a mutual friend. Is that what it was with Moody? That's what yeah. I was thinking. So, I think so it was all like Zoom meetings that they know each <laughs> other through. Like, My assumption is, and, and this is like a wide assumption because you have to assume because they don't ever actually explain it, which I'm fine with to a degree. But my assumption is that she met him when he she was a little girl when moody pulled her out of vietnam after the whole incident and because he's obviously been there for a while meaning robert patrick's character what was his name i don't even remember big something i think my one of my problems with this movie is it seems like they try to copy the uh the john wick of not explaining things and instead of having this cool, mysterious storyline, it's just I've got questions like, why does an eight year old know a white biker gang leader? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was obviously a mutual friendship there with Moody and Robert Patrick's character, but it was never explained in any way, shape or form. Well, and there's Billy Boy. They did explain, but it didn't feel like it needed explaining. Like there's a couple of cutbacks or back. Uh, what are they called? Back. flashbacks flashbacks that i kind of added to it but not really like they're just felt like there should have been like when samuel l was getting her out of vietnam it just like caps a checkpoint like a bunch of guards is that what you're talking about yeah is that like after she describes him as a very kind person in his own (laughs) way yeah just murders four people really quick i mean to be fair it was was actually kong it was actually right before that ha- that flashback that she said that oh yeah yeah and then it cut to that yeah. and he he's so kind in his own way for example yeah he technically <laughs> set free a bunch of four asians in the face 
<laughs> yeah, but think of all the hundreds of refugees that were waiting to get across the border that were now able to. Yeah. Okay. Bad for the next <laughs> refugees because they're not getting crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My problem with this movie started with the flashbacks. So the first one I'm okay with, like the introduction to this movie, like where you see how Moody finds Anna. I'm okay with it. Like, I liked it. It was interesting because it left the questions of, holy shit, how did she do this? Why did she do this? What the hell was going on, right? But what I didn't love was that any flashback after that felt forced to me. I don't care about her past. I don't care about the fact. I already know everything about her I need to know, and that is that she is a killer. Something happened to her that made that flipped a switch to where she can do it without even thinking twice about it. To the point that if there hadn't been a misfire on the gun she was holding, she killed Samuel Jackson's character. I don't need to know any more about this woman than I already know. But they keep going back to these flashbacks, little snippets of flashbacks that just pull me out of the movie. And I, I to me, I was just like, I don't need that. Why? Why are we doing this except to try to be clever? and and explain something i don't need explained i think you did all the explanation i needed up front with that little bit of introduction of how they met that was one of my biggest issues with the movie with the end of the movie flashbacks they made it like it was some big reveal like now you have all the pieces of the puzzle it's like i yeah kind of assumed i mean you find a little girl in this uh room full of dead guys like she didn't get there in a happy way like just yeah tried too hard and she's not a complicated character. She had a lot of trauma as a kid that we could piece together. And now she kills people. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I would have been world code is a little complex. You can sleep with the bad guys. You just have to kill them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's what I found interesting that we just didn't get to dive into enough. To me, I didn't care about everything that happened before she met Samuel L. Jackson's character, Moody. I cared about everything that happened after how did she come about to be a bookstore owner that's bitch and cover right even michael keaton's character was like didn't expect that didn't see that coming yeah <laughs> uh, i have a few like business recommendations though for example why would you leave a two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollar book behind just like a glass wardrobe thing and then you just like lock the door this must be a super nice neighborhood because <laughs> When her store got shot up, I'm like, I can only assume that is millions of dollars oh, worth wait. of damage, right, to antique books. Yeah. Why isn't this stuff in a safe? That's on her, not on the gunman. Well, I feel I'm like sure there's the... an opportunity there, Javier. We could get yeah, into exactly. the book, book stealing business. Oh, dude, no, no, no. I'm going to steal from Assassin's Covers. What are they going to do? Are they going to come kill me for that? Because that blows their cover. Yeah, somehow I doubt anyone would know that it was them that killed you, Javier. <laughs> if they're any good, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to make it public. I'm going to be like, this chick, she's an assassin, and I'm stealing all her, her books. There so if go. I'm wrong, I'm going to stay alive. But if I'm right, you're never going to hear from me again. Yeah. So. <laughs> Check and mate, Maggie Q. <laughs> That's some twisted logic there, my friend. <laughs> okay, so anyway, moral code. You could sleep with the bad guys. You just have to kill them afterwards. Yeah, but um, I had no problem with the fact that, like, to me, like, the the most entertaining part of this movie is the sexual tension between those two characters from start to finish. I could have used a different line to really seal the deal, though. The make up your mind, either kill me or fuck me. 
did not land the way that I was hoping it would. <laughs> it landed perfectly with me. Because I was thinking the same thing. Either fucking get it on or kill this fucker. Like, just deal with it. And then they're like, after they have sex, they're like dick measuring. Yeah, like, I'm good. I'm I'm good enough that I don't miss. So you got lucky. And he's like, I could put two in your head and go make a sandwich. I'm like, this is weird pillow talk, even for assassins. <laughs> I feel like I loved it. I thought that was the best. And from the very beginning, like when he walks in the bookstore and they're just kind of having this whole like introduction banter between the two of them. Like I thoroughly enjoyed every uh, bit of yeah. this time between these two until the end of the movie. <laughs> I did have a feeling that saying, you know, that movie that we watched where the dude was a cook and somehow he pulled in Scarlett Johansson and <laughs> Sofia Vergara. Sure. I felt that way. I'm like, Michael Keaton's like 70 years old. So, yeah, yeah I think you're I think you're a little off kilter here because Michael Keaton. Look, John Favreau is not a sexy, chubby chef. Like, I get your complaint in that movie, even though I'm okay with it because it's entertaining as hell to me. No, 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 I'm not saying that Michael Keaton isn't good-looking for his age. And if there was another person, maybe only 10 years younger than him, I could buy that. But she's, like, half his age. Maybe less. Let's. I'm going to look this up, actually. Who cares? Dude, that happens all the time. I hate to break that to you. No, but like, no, no. I, I get that. But you're trying to sell to real. me that there's immediate sexual attraction between Maggie Q and Michael Keaton. And I'm just not buying that. Yeah. You know, I, because I, if that happens as often as you're trying to tell me it happens, like we would all be married to some like bangers. Right. Well, I am. Jeez. I am. <laughs> 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 wow i did not think that one through uh <laughs> you're gonna owe me a lot of money if i edit that one out. <laughs> i love you nicole you're super attractive <laughs> anyway my point is like i'm getting a little tired of that you know yeah i had no problem believing that like michael keaton is a very attractive old man and no, he's not. He's an attractive he, old man. He's very attractive. George old man. Clooney is a very attractive old man. See, and Michael I've never Keaton has aged. I have never understood the George Clooney sexual attraction thing. Like, I don't. I find that man very not as attractive as everyone thinks he is. As Michael Keaton? No, Michael Keaton's different. Look, I'm not talking just about looks, though. Like, that's the part that I think get, I get pissed see, about. Like, everybody's like, that's oh, what I'm getting that. It's a five second interaction between the two. How can you know anything besides you? All Michael Keaton proved in that exchange was like he knows nothing about books and that he thinks that Maggie Q was interesting. That's the only transfer of information that happened. You you missed that whole entire conversation then because what you skipped was the part that he could read a quote out of the book that he afterwards quote unquote did not know about afterwards. But that's part after of the she already said no, uh-uh. Mm. After she already agreed to give to take his phone number and call him, after she already admitted that she's attracted to him, that's when he delivered the line. Uh-uh, you don't get to throw that in there. That no, maybe sealed do. the deal. Maybe that made it more interesting, but no, no, no. No, 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 they agreed and they were already bantering and flirting before that happened. Sure, the flirting game was on point though. Like they're back and forth, back and forth with like the very subtle flirting. And then he drops the closing line of, I actually know all about that book, enough to quote a line from you. Not only that, but a line that's significant to our conversation. That was some great flirting. 
Sure, sorry. At the end. I no, the whole the damn thing was no, good. No, I'm no, sorry no. that your flirtation game needs some it leveling up because you've been married for a while. Creepily Come on. hitting on a younger bookstore owner. Yes, but you got to think about the perspective of the young it bookstore owner. It she's, was creepy. She's a sociopath man. that has no emotion, dude. That shit is sexy to people like That's that. That's not true. She cries through half the movie. Or she's like on the verge of tears through half the movie. Because the only person she's felt any emotion for since her family was murdered died. I think you're missing the point here, JJ. No, I think is, you are missing the point. If a 70-year-old man walks into a store and flirts with a younger woman... I don't think it's going to be received as kindly as it was in this movie. And yeah. I'm just I'm just pointing out a pattern that I'm seeing here, which is that sure happens a lot in Hollywood. 70-year-old men hitting a, on younger women? If I can be a tiebreaker, I'm definitely going with Javier because I just got creepy weird vibes when he was Thank in there. Thank you. So I that apologize, doesn't JJ, me, but it was weird. No, I know. I'm glad it worked out for him. Oh, oh, you know now that Ian? No, 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 no. (laughs) What I meant, I know, is that Ian was going to side with Javier. I could bring Casey in here and she would side with me. I can bring Nicole in here and she would side with me. I'm pretty sure she's never seen the movie. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I would have more people siding with me. Okay. Okay. Listeners, hosts at whatsourverdict.com. Especially any female listeners, and I know that's a low number. Any female listeners, hosts at what's our verdict.com. And, I'm not, would, and the question is not if Michael Keaton flirted with you, would you flirt back? It's if a 70-year-old man walked into your place of business and flirted with you, would you flirt? Yeah, but you can't just say it that way. An attractive, mysterious 70-year-old man. attractive. And he's not – if some old man walked in and knew nothing about your business and just bumbled his way through a conversation, and then after you, he got your phone number, surprise, he actually does know a lot about books. If that Javier, you have to just because Michael Keaton's not attractive to you. Michael Keaton is attractive to most women. I hate to break that. No, I'm not saying he's not attractive, but you're making him out to be this like unaging god of a man, and he's no, I'm not. He's He's seventy years old with white thinning hair, but the man he compensated for it by very good dress, very expensive taste, and elect and a serious aura JJ. of confidence that there's no way you can ignore. JJ, if I walked around with my shoulders back in a suit, I could not go land Maggie Q. That's because you lack the confidence to try. No, it's not. It's yeah, really it is. Not. Dude, do you know how <laughs> no, many freaking on both sides, not is, men and this women. This is borderline insulting to no, women. <laughs> no, both sides. I All I have to do street. is walk in confidently and I could just <laughs> snag any woman. I didn't say any woman, but you have a chance at it. A you, miss, a you miss 100% chance. of the shots you don't take. I'm saying that the chances that you keep backing up, you're like, this happens, hey, this we, happens. I'm like, maybe, maybe dude, 1% of the time. After dinner last night, or after the movie the last time, night, this dude is being escorted out by security. After the, after the movie last night, we went to dinner at a very nice restaurant. We were sitting down, and two booths over across the way was an extremely unattractive man, like my level of unattractive, sitting with a nine and a half to ten, like, and they were flirting and all like in love and lovey dovey with each other. Can't the happen. shit happens all the time, dude. No, it doesn't. It does. That's that's, yeah, that's where we're usually different. a big pocketbook, though. Too. That's kind of no. See, now that's offensive well. to me. Yeah. Like, I find that very offensive. That it takes what? money to land a sexy woman if you're ugly. That's not true. I didn't, I didn't say, say that. that. I said if you're old 
and you're looking for some attractive woman, if you can compensate for it, that stuff happens too. Well, I'm not saying that men don't pay for it. You could also buy your wife. If we're just saying things that can happen, sure, they, these things can happen. But I'm saying these movies are batting at a thousand right now. You've got some fat chef landing two supermodels and you got Michael Keaton landing Maggie Q. Like this doesn't happen as often as these movies make it seem like it does. Yeah, but I'm talking about two different things here. I The, the Michael Keaton Maggie Q is believable to me. Yes, chef was done for comedic value and the fact that we know you are you you got to go listen to that podcast because you said people who cook they land women you argued this point i know i did and i argued it for the sake of it was fun to argue with it yes the (laughs) odds of john favreau in the state of he him in chef landing both scarlett johansson and his wife at the in the movie is slim to none the fact of Michael Keaton in the state and the person he is in this movie landing Maggie Q, the person that she is in this movie, the percentages are much different. Yeah, still super low. As you guys sure. can tell, this movie was super entertaining and there was a lot to talk about. Well, the only thing that was entertaining about this movie was their interactions. So, I mean, let's just get that out of the way. That's that was true. the best part of this movie. And then they try to tell this story that, like, in this and let, let's talk about the end of this movie where Samuel L. Jackson goes off on this moral fucking diatribe. Who gives a fuck? Like, I was just, I love Samuel L. Jackson. He is an entertaining man. And one of the best lines he's ever delivered is a moral diatribe like that from Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Like, one of the best things, lines, like diatribes he's ever delivered was what he's like, say what one more time, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> that whole- Do they speak English and what? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that whole thing was a very similar to what they were. It seems like they were trying to do at the end of this movie, but it just didn't work because I just didn't fucking care. I wish his character had stayed dead. That would have been more interesting to me in this movie. Yeah. OK, so I didn't see that twist coming where like Samuel Jackson's character dies and she goes on a killing rampage and then he's not dead. And the reason why I didn't see it coming is because it's a stupid fucking twist. Yeah, it's like, terrible. <laughs> Like, what kind of dumb? And the way that they decided to present it, which she leaves Michael Keaton's house after absolutely rocking his world, right? I don't care how cool he was trying to play it. (laughs) And then she gets shot by this nobody henchman, which is super disappointing, right? She gets into a literal fire and hand-to-hand fight with a trained assassin, Michael Keaton, and takes no damage. And then just gets shot by this henchman. Anyway, so she's outside of Michael Keaton's house. Michael Keaton does not respond to gunfire outside of his house. <laughs> Is it his house or her house? I don't know. He's still in that. It was actually the guy that she hung over the bathtub. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. room. So me. OK, maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he like went out. a different. All right. That's more. Believable. But still, it, it was such a worthless. Like when he walked up after she got shot, he shoots this dude and walks up. I was like, oh, fuck off. Like I actually internally groaned because yeah, I was too. like, you just ruined all of the story that you built up to that point that this woman's reason for doing what she was doing was because he got killed and he's the only thing that mattered to her at the end of the day. And now I'm like, well, why are they just, why do they keep going? And then they force this yes diatribe at the end of the fact that this big, bad old man that they keep referencing is the guy that Samuel L. Jackson was supposed to have killed. And he was trying to make amends because he's dying of what lung cancer. Like, I'm just like, oh, fuck off. Like, this is the the dumbest, hokiest, shitty story ever. That's the moral code that I had an issue with. 
the part of like, okay, I'm going to go vengeance is okay. Right. Sure. Like, I'm going to go kill this person who killed my friend. It's like, my friend's not dead anymore. It's like, okay, well, kind of on this train now. So can we think of another reason why we need to go kill this guy? And it's like, well, he did some pretty bad things, which bad they don't, man. he's a yeah. bad man. I'm like, you guys are bad people. And then that's why, and I think that's why you have that whole, that yes. whole monologue. Cause it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm bad, but like, I don't give a fuck. You're evil. I'm like, okay. I, at this point, it's just semantics. Yeah, exactly. Can you can you imagine if in John Wick, the twist was that the dog was still alive? Because <laughs> that's what I felt like when this happened. <laughs> he finds the dog in like a cage. Or it's the dog yeah. that saves him from being sniped. Yeah. <laughs> this little beagle puppy runs up and starts pulling on this dude's pant leg. That really is the equivalent here. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb which so that was another part that i did like they samuel jackson explains that he puts two rounds of buckshot into this this hitman's face in a bathtub right and you don't realize that until samuel jackson explains it yeah so my question for maggie q's character is like there was no way to verify he was just like i guess he was like wearing his sweaters i don't know i just feel like not enough homework was done you know that was funny to me too, is he's like, well, I left just enough of them to know it was me. And he just tosses his sweater in this bloody bathtub. <laughs> is that what they look for now? Well, one sweater. Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong but I got to go back and remember this movie. But didn't they show his face when he was laying in the bathtub? No. So that's no, what I was waiting was like for. She looks. Shower curtain. Yeah. Mm. She like winces. But I'm like, that cannot be enough for someone who's been in this industry for that long. Right? You would think, but... They also, so they did the bait and switch in the preview then, because the preview had Samuel L. Jackson's face in the bathtub. Oh, it like, did? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to go back and rewatch that, Dude, but I'm almost- in trailer, man? I'm like 90% <laughs> sure that the trailer showed Samuel L. Jackson's face. So like they lead you to believe even more by what you've seen on this trailer that that's him, which is just fucking, that's dirty as shit. Like that's yeah. dumb. That whole twist, that all of that stupid. was super dumb. Yeah, it, it negated every bit of story that we've like. It, it pulled me out of the movie because I was like, okay, so basically you paid Samuel Jackson to be in your movie, right. and you didn't want to waste him mm-hmm. by having him only in the first ten minutes of it, or fifteen minutes of it, or whatever it is. What a waste! Because honestly, they could have gone either way. They could have killed Samuel Jackson and left him bad, dead, and that's why she's going on this rampage. Or you can just say it's another business. It's a, just another business hit, right? Yeah. He's, a, he's a bad guy. We're going to go kill him. Yeah. Right. But then they like match the two together. I'm like, why? Just choose because yeah. either one is fine. Well, but you didn't commit if, to either one. And if I'm Maggie Q, like, okay, so let's walk through this really quick. She sees her mentor and second father, as she calls him, murdered, right? Or so she thinks. She goes on this killing spree, which was quite brutal and fun to watch. Goes to a country she swore she would never go back to ever. Like immediately. Yeah. Like he's dead. She's in Vietnam. Yeah. The next scene. Yeah. And she told this same man that it seems like she'd do pretty much anything for, including getting him a ridiculously expensive guitar for his birthday. I can't even put that into context. Like, how much would that thing be? Like, it's ungodly. It's got to be ungodly. Like, I can't even imagine what that would be. Anyway, so she gets him this gift, but then immediately refuses him when he asks her to go back to Vietnam. But now she goes back to him. So there's step one. She's heartbroken because he's dead. 
She goes to a country she swore she'd never go back to. She then gets in multiple firefights, gets tortured for what I would assume is at least days, right? Dude, JJ, can I pause you there just for a second? Sure. She fights her way out of a fucking building. True. And then gets hit by a taxi. Yeah. That was so frustratingly <laughs> anticlimactic. And then she gets tortured for like yeah. days. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, true enough. Fights, kills a man brutally, cuts another one's face really good. And then fights her way out quite stunningly out of this building, gets hit by a taxi, tortured for days, then basically is set a bait and switch and tricks these guys into believing she's weak and tortured, fights her way out of her torture area, killing a lot of guys, then goes and freaking kidnaps the guy that tortured her, kills him, just to find out she did all of this for nothing. And she's perfectly okay with the fact that Samuel Jackson's actually alive and doesn't show himself until then. I'd be so fucking pissed off at that, dude. Yeah. Where were you when I was being waterboarded, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like, and she's just okay with it. Oh, good to see you. Fuck off. Like, I would be so pissed. Could have yeah, helped like, me before I didn't want to come to this freaking country. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe, maybe that's why she had sex with him <laughs> after she was tortured for three days. She's not like there all the way. She obviously has daddy issues too. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay. Look. This is actually making a lot more sense to me. Okay. I could see the attraction with as many daddy issues as she has. Yep. And she's not right upstairs and then being tortured for three days. Okay. So, I guess the dating takeaway is. Pretty sure I tried to explain that shit when we were arguing freaking 10 minutes ago. No, you didn't. You were arguing about how it happens. This is just normal. It's a normal turn of events. There's nothing normal about a, a little girl watching her family get murdered and then becoming an assassin. Like, yeah, see, and I thought I had wrapped that, that whole I thought I had wrapped that whole thing up when I said she was a sociopath. Yeah. And the only person she ever felt anything for was an old man that saved her life. No, that's making more sense. Okay. So I, I'm getting that like. Women who are attracted to older men just have issues. Wow. <laughs> That's a wild generali generalization. And I am sorry to quite. That's your generalization. No, I'm it's not. I'm just summarizing it. No, I never generalized. I was speaking about this specific characterization oh, in this I'm movie. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Woman instead of woman. There you go. There you go. You said women, not woman. Yeah. Instead of women, woman. There you go. And I apologize to any women that might listen to this that I know that are dating and living when married to older men. I don't think you have a problem. I don't either. I just. <laughs> you just said that they have issues. I'm summarizing your point. You said that they're sociopaths. No, I said this woman is a sociopath. Okay, JJ. Stop putting words in my here. mouth. Yeah. Go back and listen to the rest of this episode in an hour when I send you the edit. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so the oh, action in this movie is pretty cool when it's there here in the editing process <laughs> <laughs> i'm not letting any of it okay so also i think one of the most disappointing parts of this movie is killing the bad guy with a bomb yeah in his bunker I, that i don't know if that bothered you guys or anyone else as much but i'm like She's like fighting her way. She's fighting Michael Keaton. And then it all ends with a bomb. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Really? I didn't know this whole movie was leading up to a bomb. Yeah. Well, and they tip their hand pretty quick, too, when they're like, what's this right here? Oh, it's a panic room. I was like, oh, OK, so you guys are going to get them into the panic room. Yeah, immediately. And, and that's another thing where they're just like right off the bat, because 
he's like, if you if he makes it to the panic room, it's over. And then she like tries to take the shot. And then he next scene, he's in the panic room. Like he got there super fast. I'm like, okay, well, so that was the plan the whole time. <laughs> well, no, as soon as they showed the panic room, I was like, oh, okay. He's going to, Sam Jackson's going to be in the panic room. Like I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they showed the panic room. Like Robert Patrick's character's like, here's this panic room. It's more of a panic bunker. And if he gets in there, it's over. I was like, actually, when Samuel Jackson gets in there first, yeah. and then they bait his ass to go into the panic room because that's where they actually want him, then it's over. Yeah, that like was the that other, was that was the other part where he's like, I never intended to get out alive. I'm like, this whole movie was because you weren't alive. This whole thing was going on because you died. And then what? He pitched the idea, I have lung cancer, so let me suicide bomb this dude. And she's just like, yeah, that's probably the best thing we can do. Again, to add to that point that I made earlier, she went through all of this shit to make to re- avenge him. Then he's still alive. Not only is she not pissed off, she helps him kill himself. Yeah. I Which don't... is what started this whole fucking thing. Didn't make sense. Samuel Jackson got paid a bunch to be in this movie. And so they wrote this whole fucking storyline about making him like a big, big part of this movie that he didn't need to be a part of after the first 15 minutes. Yeah. I was very, there were parts of this movie that I was very intrigued with until Samuel Jackson came back and it all went to shit, shit after that. I didn't even think Samuel Jackson's character was the best character, right? Not even close. Like Michael Keaton's character was the best character. So I'm like, I could understand twisting some stuff around to make sure he stays in there as long as possible, but not Samuel L. Jackson's character. I don't know. It was just weird. His character was, it was a good plot MacGuffin that got this movie started. That was it. After that, he held no interest. And all he did was force some big diatribe. It, it would have been so much more entertaining to me if they had used, if she had used the fact that, because she got him, that he had his his drones, which I want that fucking dragonfly drone that they showed. Yeah. That, that, that dragonfly awesome. drone was bitching. So they show this dragonfly drone. She knows he's obsessed with drones. So we know that these drones have been introduced as a big piece of this movie. It would have been much better if she was the one with Robert Patrick's character alone going through this bunker conversation. She uses the dragonfly to get into the bunker because nobody's just hanging out in that goddamn bunker, plant the bomb, and then trigger the rest of this activity, right? Right. And then while she's having a conversation with Michael Keaton's character at the end, she's got her little cell phone that triggers the bomb. Like, why Mm -hmm. do you put a remote cell phone detonator on a bomb that you're going to be sitting in the goddamn bunker to blow up yourself. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that till right the second. There is a cell phone on it on the back of C4. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so dumb. Why put that there if you're going to trigger it yourself inside the bunker? Mm-mm. See? Okay, so with that, maybe you could have played it like Maggie Q's character didn't know. That he was going to be in there. The, that was the pl- that was the plan the whole time. Except Samuel Jackson wanted to be in there to talk to the dude. So like, I could have bought that. Sure, but I go back to the point and say, does he even need to be in there? To me, it would have been more entertaining to give Maggie Q's character her due and say she figured out how to plant this bomb when he wasn't in there. She triggers his ass to go in there. Now she can walk away and trigger this bomb with a cell phone and go, "Ah, it's done. I got him. I win. She's a bigger badass than she's always been. Instead, it's Samuel Jackson making some weird sacrifice because he's already dying in a movie that he shouldn't even be in at this point. Like it just hated it. If you're going to make Maggie Q the badass, let her be the badass. 
don't let Sam Jackson give some big ass diatribe about how good and bad and evil and all sorts of the in-betweens that didn't make sense. Just make Maggie Q the badass. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's funny that they keep trying to make themselves out to be good guys. Cause if I think of like, cause they always just killed those who had it coming to them, like that were bad in some way, <laughs> but usually good guys don't go out and hire assassins to kill the bad guys. Do they? So mm-hmm. I feel like it's either yeah. bad guys hiring to kill other bad guys or I don't know. Just nope, weird, with you. Weird movie. I yeah. I I mean I don't think quote unquote good guys have any reason to like kill anyone else, you know. Yeah. But like good ish guys sure do, you know? People with good intentions do. Like yeah, like like every government on the face of this planet, like good ish guys, right? But they kill people. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I did like the line by Samuel Jackson where he's like, well, you did hire me to kill you. So I'm just coming back to finish the job. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That, that works. True. God, all of those twists just didn't need to be there. But then the end really pissed me off. Like the very, very end. And this is another thing I think you could have wrapped up. So because we know that they're having kind of this standoff in the fake jungle of this bunker where before the bomb goes off, where she's like fucking apparently lost a shit ton of blood, but not enough to actually make her not able to run and walk and shoot anyway. So I think, again, if you go back to take Samuel Jackson, she plants this bomb, triggers this whole chase scene, the end part where they're having this conversation of don't do this. I might be able to help you or whatever could have happened right there in that jungle. You have the weird takeaway gunshot and then she's walking out bleeding with the cell phone that then triggers the bomb at the end. So now she's done everything she needs to do. I think it just would have been better. Like I just, I fucked the end was stupid. It was a waste. I totally agree. Cause a, it doesn't make any sense that she's like, here's my location. Let's fight. Right. She got away. If she wants to do this, she would go recuperate and come back. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, that would be a fine second movie if, you you know, if they could justify a second movie that it's like, okay, Michael Keaton can't let her get away with this. So here's your second movie. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talking about she's talking about like, well, you're the kind of person that could put two in the back of my head and go get a sandwich. But then he shows over and over again that that's not his thing. Like if he was who he said he was or she said he was, wouldn't he have shot her, too? Because I feel like. Michael Keaton's character, they both shot, but I feel like his maybe missed on purpose or just gave her another chance and like wasn't. Oh, he's not I dead. I, I don't think he's dead. I, you don't think he's dead? No, I well, think yeah. if they come out with a second movie, Michael Keaton's going to be in it. She said, God, please no, don't come out with a second movie. movie. <laughs> and the second part of that is, I mean, they intimated during the dinner that it would take at least four bullets to kill him. So true. Also, like, you're right, though, Ian. He spends the first half of the movie being like, oh, that's not my type. That's not like my 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 speed. I don't I don't come in here shooting like this guy does. And then he's like, but I could. Yeah, I like (laughs) I could absolutely put one of those little ticket, those little restaurant ticket spikes things through someone's eye. Could do that. But like, I don't like to like, okay, well, it kind of seems like you like it a little bit. Does his character like go after anybody proactively or is it just people that came after him that he kind of like tore through he goes after maggie yeah that's she's the only character he goes after proactively at the end yeah like and i oh i don't know and he goes after he goes after the dude who sent he goes after the dude who sent people but he was already dead but again he was already dead but he would already sent somebody after him so technically it was it was a reactionary thing again not 
proactively Which, going after him. That guy was just a loose cannon. The guy who tortures yeah. Maggie Q's character in the beginning, who gets like the lawyer, quote unquote. Do you think he was an attorney? I mean, I would assume <laughs> to some level, because that old man that hired him, that he was his lawyer, that didn't know that his former business partner was still alive, had to have employed him as something other than a fake lawyer. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I forgot where my train of thought was going. There's just a lot in this movie. <laughs> a lot, a lot. And a lot that's just unexplainable. Like, what's with her, like, obsession with hidden knives in places, too? Like, the cell phone one was bitching at the beginning. <laughs> that but was wild. Do you realize how much luck you have to run into? There's so many moving parts to a box of cigars with a cigar knife in there. Yeah. That has to, what happens if he's like, I don't like these fucking cigars and fucking throws them out? Or what if he takes the cigars home? Instead if, of in his what office. What if they never make it? What if they get delayed? Anyone who has shipped anything. Yeah. Knows, <laughs> knows that it's not going to get there when you want it to get there. In a box full of cigars and there was just one special one. I feel like I would smoke that one first. I'm smoking you know? the – I thought the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm smoking the weird label. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was entirely unbelievable to me. Like I was like, is that a poison? Because I thought, is it a poison? And you just kill the man now. Think, you know what I mean? Like. Too. But then it's like this knife. I'm like, oh, my God, you got to get so lucky in so many ways for that to actually work out. And what happens if he keeps it in a drawer? Like, you're going to, hey, you got a cigar I can smoke? Like, <laughs> what the hell? Do you have one specifically well, have with a blue label? Yeah. I do have to say, I need to get a biker gang because apparently that's all you need to get to someone was just like 30 guys on Harleys. I can yeah. kind of see that because, like, I can't imagine Vietnam is used to having biker gangs, right? So they're like, this is new. Not really sure yeah. how to handle this. Made with majority white guys on bikes, too. It's yeah. not like uh, there's, like... I mean, to be fair, I don't know how to handle that. I did laugh at the... Like, that was a pretty funny scene when the driver's looking at these bikers with shotguns pointed in his face. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're oh not God. very good at their job. <laughs> <laughs> we ready to rate this smoking turd? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll go first. I hated this movie, guys. Like, I went into it wanting to love it because I love Maggie Q. I love Michael Keaton. And to their credit, the only good parts of this movie had to do with them. I love Samuel L. Jackson. And, but after the first 15 minutes, anything that had to do with him was terrible. It's not that he was terrible. He just shouldn't have been there, in my opinion. And it didn't add to the movie. I wanted to see more Maggie Q and Michael Keaton. Their we didn't even talk about their conversation at dinner other than the four shots thing. That whole thing was just hilarious to me. Like It was just more funny conversation. And the two of them together, like I said, their chemistry on screen was really entertaining to watch. And it was fun. That was the only time in this movie I had fun. The rest of the time I was either confused, I was bored, or I was pissed because it shouldn't have been happening or it shouldn't. And it just, yeah, it was really annoyed. The action scenes are cool. There's some really brutal deaths. Like, that was one of the best parts was my I instantly had the line when he shoves the ticket stake through the guy's head. I was just like, tick it up. <laughs> like That's all I could think was there it is because it was just so brutal. But Michael Keaton being very aged, it looked a little clunky doing fight scenes at times. Like, did you like his full head of hair stunt devil stunt yeah. double? I did. <laughs> I did and i loved like when he pulled out like the towel or whatever like to do that kind of fighting like mm -hmm. the guy his the guy he was fighting like the hesitation so that he could get set with it like you could tell there was just a timing issue and they probably tried to do it like 12 times and didn't want to do it again so they just yeah. went with that cut <laughs> yeah like you could tell like 
it was it was a struggle for poor Michael Keaton to have to do some of those hand to hand combat scenes. But I was able to forgive that because he's just so charismatic on screen and he's just such a goddamn good actor. Other than that, I found very little entertainment in this movie. I'm very sad that we watched it, to be honest, because I it was rough. It was rough. Not the worst movie we've seen, though, not even remotely. So it kind of really hurts me with my score. I can't shit on this movie to the point that I want to, because when I think about movies we watch, this is by far not even close to the worst. But I am going to give this movie a one. I won't watch it again. I was just bored. And the fact that the actors that are in it, I enjoy so much and I still didn't like this movie is all I have to say for myself to say that I won't ever watch this movie again. And I'm highly disappointed in it. With that, Ian, what about you, buddy? I feel like I've been too. I feel like you guys have been able to sway my vote through the podcast like the last couple in a row. Because this one, I was like, yeah, it's just like it's an average movie. You know, it's not it's not terrible. It's not great. But like the more we talked about it, I was like, yeah, that that was dumb. That was stupid. Why'd they do that? I feel like if you're going to watch this and you're going to get something out of it, you have to come in with this attitude of just don't ask too many questions. Come for the action, what little there is, and watching Maggie Q and Michael Keaton interact. It's kind of all this had going for it, which is unfortunate because, you know, they suckered us in with that John Wick thing on the on the uh, trailer, which I just, they done dirty on that, that one. <laughs> so... I will say there's like two instances that this movie really surprised me with like sudden deaths kind of a thing. Like I wasn't expecting it to happen the way that the movie had been going. And the first was the very beginning when she stabs him in the neck with an iPhone. Like I thought there was going to be a little bit more of a conversation there. And nope, she was her straight to business. And then when the, the lawyer guy shoots his own person that you think he's there to protect, like I just didn't see that coming. Um, so it's got some of those kind of surprising things if you're into that. That being said, it just didn't make a lot of sense. So I'm going to go with like a uh, a two. No. Yeah, we'll go with a two. I mean, I don't I didn't hate it as much as JJ did. But at the same time, it's not a great movie. It's like something you put on. You watch it once and you've seen it and move along. And no, cool. I wouldn't watch this one again. Javier. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys said. I, I didn't I don't think it's as bad as JJ is making it out to be. But, you know, if you lean more towards JJ's votings, that it's going to be that bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some redeeming qualities like the acting is good. The action where it is, for the most part, is pretty good. But there's just way too much wrong with it especially in just the storyline alone that you, it's hard to get into a storyline where you're just like, what, what, where you're questioning what is happening all the time. I'm going to give this a two as well. There's just so many better action movies. Even that one extraction uh, with uh, mm -hmm. like, Liam Hensworth. Or yeah. I crapped on that movie a ton, Hensworth. but that one's better than, than this one. If like, if you're looking for just an excuse to have some action. Yeah, which is kind of what this movie seemed like it was trying to do, but also seemed like it was trying to have like this cool storyline. Like they, I don't know. It seemed like they were trying to do a lot and they just didn't nail any of it. Right. Yeah. So my advice to that is don't pretend and don't try to trick me into that. This is a John Wick movie and just pick something that you want to do and do it. So anyway, I'm not going to watch this again. I think a two is generous. Yeah, there it is. 
one and a couple of twos, there are better things to do with your weekend days or even weekdays than watch this movie at a theater. If you're really just looking for Maggie Q or you like Michael Keaton a lot, maybe pick it up when it's streaming. But other than that, it's not a great movie. There are much better out there, like Javier said. Even with the bad that. ones. I feel like you keep <laughs> yeah. saying that there's a lot of better ones out there, but I look at what we've rated and I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but we haven't watched like a pure, when was the last pure unadulterated action movie like this we watched? Especially like a murder and mayhem action movie. I don't even remember. Oh, nobody. Yeah, which was better than this. Which was better than this. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. better than this. Still wasn't the greatest, but it was way better than this. And now yeah. that I see it, like I'm thinking about that movie after watching this movie, and I'm like, ooh, we did that movie dirty. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I voted, what I, yeah, I don't know what I rated it, but. Probably should have been higher compared probably to Probably should have been higher. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least that story kind of just stuck with what it was. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I think, the worst part of, of the protege is the story made it so that everything else was a step down because the story was just so muddled and weird. Anyway, there it is. Take it for what it's worth. It's fun to argue through this movie over some very strange topics. It was entertaining. It's been a while since we've wasted everybody's time with those kind of arguments. So I look forward I'm to that. I'm still not buying it. <laughs> I know you are. I really hope we get some women that will email in and be like, yeah, Javier's wrong. But we'll yeah. see. Maybe I'm if, wrong. If you get a couple of nines or like Javier is just way off base, I'll be like, all right. Ian is single, by the way. <laughs> and super confident. Taylor, really, that's all I need is some confidence. Yeah, and a suit. And a suit. That's oh, all you need, but it oh. certainly opens the door more often. Anyway, check us out at our website, whatsourverdict.com. You can listen to all of our episodes there. You can also sign up for our newsletter, which we'll send out all of our forthcoming episodes for the month. Speaking of that, next week we will be reviewing Jungle Cruise. We're a little bit behind on that one, but we chose to do Stillwater, which I still think was the better choice because that movie was awesome. Also, check us out on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. We'd love to hear from you. Be part of the conversation. Tell us what you want us to watch. You can send us an email at hosts at whatsourverdict.com. And, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out. <laughs>